When you're finding your voice, nothing else matters. No doubts, no insecurities, and no fears will interfere with that voice. There's no waiting for the perfect moment, and you certainly don't need anyone's permission. You are the voice. I am your host, Michelle Unveiled, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in to Find Your Voice, hashtag Be The Voice. Episode 5, Distracted by Attractions. Today we have the CEO of Divinely Blessed Bling. She's an author, poet of icy cream in many flavors, from birth to butterfly, and the most recent, Distracted by Attractions. Yes, it is my pleasure to introduce Miss Carol Jackson. Hello. Hi, Carol. How are you doing? Hey, Michelle. Oh my gosh. I'm so super excited to be with you tonight. Oh my goodness. I am telling you what, I feel the exact same way. I feel like, I feel like we know each other already. It's crazy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I feel the same way. Definitely. <laughs> you know, I have to, I have to start off, you know, I always said that, you know, from now on, I want to start off every interview by saying, just how are you doing? How are you doing? And the reason why is because I had a friend that recently passed away and I asked him, you know, how he was doing. And, you know, he put the question back on me and he never got a chance to tell me. And, you know, I said from now on, I really want to take that time to hear your honest answer. And I want to know if you're not okay. And so um, I want to start there. So how are you doing, Carol? How's it going? Well, life is life. Um, there are some things that I'm, I'm dealing with right now. And um, you'll find out about me that I am truly a believer in people asking for help when they get help, whether that means uh, talking to a friend, talking to a licensed or a certified counselor, talking to pastors um, or whomever. But I am definitely a believer in that. And I rely on my close friends to do that, which I will admit I don't have a whole lot of them, um, mainly because uh, you you give people a rope and you let them hang themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's happened a lot in my life. Um, right now, uh, work is interesting. I'll say that. Uh, you learn that when people see that you are willing to do the work, they will give you the work yeah. and more work and more work. So my journey right now is um, filled with working on not working for somebody else and eventually getting to a position where I'll be able to work for myself and not have to be concerned about someone giving me more of the work that they want me to do, but being able to work in an area where I am truly passionate and um, know that what I'm doing is helping somebody else. So right now, you know, I would say I'm chug, chug, chugging along. And my close friends, they they know what that means. That means that, 
you know, in spite of some of the things that are happening, I'm still here and I, I'm grateful for that. Um, you know, it's, it's a matter of knowing and understanding that when you are walking on dirt and dirt is not on you, there mm-hmm. must still be purpose in your life. So I've, um, I've really learned how to accept that when I wake up in the morning, when I wake up, I open my eyes and see another day, then that means that there's something else for me to do. And so, you know, that being said, I am chug, chug, chugging along. (laughs) Well, that's beautiful. And I'm glad that you shared that. And that feels good that that's, that's the space that you're in. And, and if it wasn't, then that's okay too. We we can talk about it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's a good thing. Um, you know, I know everybody, they don't know how we met, but just the the feeling that we have known each other forever, because I really feel that way. I mean, um, I know we just met last week, but it <laughs> yeah. seems like I've known you forever. And I don't want to I, I don't want to use the cliche kindred spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a sense, it's like, you know, we are spirits that were connected to each other at one time before or something. And now we've just reconnected. And, you know, it, it, you know, it's, that's a good feeling. That's, that's a really good feeling. Definitely. You know, one of the things that you mentioned was a purpose. And I know that's a commonality that we have uh, being very purpose driven. And so I definitely want to talk about your book, distracted by attractions. Like that's such a powerful name in itself. (laughs) So we have a lot to talk about today because I really just want to really just hear just how you, you came up with that name and just how you got to the point where you are today. Because what I see is just this beautiful ball of fire that has so much inside of her <laughs> that the world needs to see and hear. So I really want to just hear, I mean, I, I do want to read the description of this book for our listeners because it's so powerful to me. Um, when I first saw it, I, I just, I read it several times and it really had to just sink in and I really want to read it and then hear just where you were at in that space? Where were you at in your mind, in your in your in your world? What was going on when you wrote that, and how you got, you know, the title and and the whole concept of this book? Absolutely. So I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and read the description really quick. So we have "Distracted by Attractions" is a collection of poetic writings that speak to the hearts that have encountered uncertainty in relationships with God, as well as with the opposite sex. The uncertainty about positioning in the kingdom of God and even uncertainty of whether or not God really hears when we speak to him and then responds to us. Being lost and unsure of your position can cause wrong decisions to be made and being distracted by matters of the heart do not help. Distractions can cause us to be attracted to the wrong things and torn away from those things that God desires for us. We must know the difference and quickly refocus and lean back to allow him to lead the way. And when we do, the results are golden. Wow. 
Now, I had to really let that sink in. So please, please share your heart with us and just where you were at when this came about. Well, um, Michelle, so this is actually my third book of poetry uh, that I've written and actually had published. The first two, I was um, prompted and encouraged to get published by my daughter who passed away in 2010 she and I were, we were writing to each other. It was just, you know, this thing that we started doing. I really don't even know what uh, got it started, but we started writing in a journal back and forth to each other. And we were, we were literally living in the same house, uh, but it was our way of, of sending messages to each other, you know, that we could read, you know, at night after we went to bed or whatever. And I would often write to her in poetry. Well, long story short on that, Um, she encouraged me to put it in writing. And so not being really um, aware or um, sensible about how to publish, I just went to the Uncle Google and Google, you know, how to publish, how to be published or whatever. And I found this one particular company that was willing to publish my book for $1. Well, the saying that you get what you pay for, that's exactly what happened. they eventually completely went out of business. Um, from what I understand, there were several lawsuits against them and all of this. And so right now, legally, they still own the rights to the first two books. And so I'm waiting for the time frame to pass where I will be able to republish those. Uh, but shortly after my daughter passed away, I stopped writing. And I think my biggest reason for not wanting to write anymore was because it was like, she was the person that I wrote to and not having her there anymore to be able to write, you know, those really deep conversations that we would have. She was only 23 when she passed away, but um, she was a licensed minister and she would roll up on you in her wheelchair, preach to you and roll off. And you'd have to be like, wait a minute, did she just, did she just read me? Right. You know, and so her absence, I started to really, really feel her absence. Um, I started experiencing um, depression about six to eight months after she passed away, because during the time frame that she passed away, I'd lost some other really close people to me in a, a, a span of about 45 days or like five people. Um, three of whom were one of my daughter, who was my daughter, and then two others who were very, very near and dear to me. And so I never really mourned or never really um, gave myself a chance to feel the loss. And about eight months after she passed away, I found myself uh, barely wanting to go to work, barely going to my classes. I was attending um, classes with the University of Phoenix. And I stopped. I mean, I literally stopped everything. And I ended up in counseling. And about, I would say probably about um, 10 months after her passing is when it dawned on me that she would not have wanted me to be in that frame of mind. Mm -hmm. Well, I encountered love. And I sometimes think that or feel like I, I may have opened my uh, emotional heart up a little bit too much because I was still experiencing 
some of the loss from her, um, from no longer having her. Um, went head over heels. Uh, happy to say we did get married about six years, uh, five years later in 2015. And in between there, I would write a little here. I would write a little there. But I never got back into writing on a regular basis. There were times when I believe that God was trying to pull me back into the writing because different people would be organizing events, uh, church programs and things like that. And they would call me and ask me to write poetry pieces for their programs, which I would do. And I would even go and read for them on one occasion. I wasn't able to go, but I still, you know, sent a, a poetry piece to be read. Um, I guess about a year and a half, two years ago, um, I was able to share my story about losing my daughter in a, a collaboration uh, with some other authors about cancer, domestic violence, uh, losing someone to death um, and things like that. And I think that was when it hit me. It dawned on me that my writing still needed to be made public. Mm -hmm. And so the publishing company that I went through or that actually published that book, I taught, had told her, I said, you will publish my next book. And it's so interesting because I had never met her in person, but she and I, we became very, very close. And to a point where I then started blogging for her magazine, for her women's magazine. And so over the, over the months, it was one of those things where I know what I need to do. I need to get this book. I need to get this book done. I need to get this book done. And finally, one day, you know, I can't remember. I can't remember if it was Thanksgiving or around Christmas of um, 2020. But I but I know it, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't like a year ago when this happened. And it was like, it's time. You know, now's yeah. the time. It's now or never, because you're going to make the mistake and you're going to let this gift that you have get pushed so far down that it's going to be too far down for you to be able to pull it back up again. So I started writing little pieces here and there, nothing that, um, that I was giving to anybody. It was just like me and conversations with God and um, conversations with myself, talking to myself, evaluating myself, telling myself, girl, you need to get it together, mm -hmm. basically. Um, you know, uh, realizing that there were times when I've made so many mistakes and did so many things that I knew <laughs> were wrong yeah. in God's eyes. I knew they were, in football terms, flag on the play. <laughs> and um I was like, wow, and he's still letting me stay here. And yeah. I'm still here. And there are people that are still calling me and asking me to pray with them. 
there are still people, you know, calling me and, you know, encouraging me and telling me how much they appreciate me just talking to them or sending them a message when they cross my mind or whatever. And that's when I realized for so many years I've been distracted. Mm. And it was a message that my pastor preached one Sunday. And there's a, there are some, some, some of the, the photos in the book where you'll see little sayings, um, things that people have said. And there were several where I used sayings that my pastor said during his messages. But he talked about being distracted and being attracted to things that are not good for you because you were distracted and lured away from the presence of God. And I realized that's what it was. Yeah, I was distracted by attractions because I was distracted. What I thought was good meaning attracted to was not necessarily the things that were really good for me. Exactly. And you know what? It's so beautiful though, that you were able to identify that and really face that hard truth (laughs) because a lot of us, we are distracted and we it feels good. It looks good. It tastes good. <laughs> we, we just, yes. just want to, you know, we want to please our flesh yes. and we want to do what, you know, makes us feel good in that moment. And um, it does take us away from our purpose and our calling. And Absolutely. so to be able to get to a place where you were like, whoa, wait a minute, you know, whether it be, you know, you, you were getting the confirmation from the sermons in church and God was speaking to you in many different ways I I think that that's just great that you caught it when you did. Right. And I do want to address something that you, that you, you've shared um, your healing and in the mourning process, because during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people have lost loved ones and they're, they're going through it like right now. And they, they use different outlets, right. To, to heal. And and some people have different processes that they, that they, that they use to, to get through it. Every, everybody's morning is different. Yes. And so take me back a bit. Did you ever pick up the journal? You know, I know that you stopped writing for a while, but did you ever go back and, you know, pick it up just to think about, your daughter or to like, what were some ways that you were able to really get through it um, when you were not writing? Well, I cried a lot Mm -hmm. and that's being 100% transparent. Um, I did a lot of crying because that was all I I felt like I wanted to do. That's all I had the energy to do was to cry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one day, in thinking about, I think, I think it was where God really took me back to her service. It was, um, on my birthday, actually on my 41st birthday. And there's a poem in the book that talks about that. And a lot of people were like, are you serious? And I was like, I'm so serious. And the reason why I did that was because 
every year on my birthday when my daughter was alive, she would either call me and her and her husband would sing happy birthday to me. She was a she was a Tyler Perry Madea fan. And she could imitate Madea like nothing. Could I mean, she? <laughs> seriously. Like oh, nothing. wow. And so she would she would sing happy birthday to me or and or she would send me or give me a card, a birthday card that would have a McDonald's arch card in it. And for some people, that's like McDonald's. Well, let me tell you something. When my kids, I have two boys and my daughter. um, And when they were younger, that was like our fun was to go to McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And so when she got old enough, that was like her thing because I used to treat her. She would treat me on my birthday. And so um, when she passed away and I realized how close it was, you know, for my birthday, she actually passed away on August 26th and my birthday is September 4th. And um, having her, her funeral, her celebration on the day of my birthday was my way of being able to celebrate her life every single year just like we had done when she was living um, with me on my birthday. And when I tell you it was the most amazing service that ever could have happened. Um, I, I don't remember crying at all during the service because I was so overjoyed by how many people were there and Mm-hmm. how um, everybody was talking about how much she touched their life. And and it was, I mean, it was amazing. This was a 23-year-old. Yeah. And here I am, you know, 17, 18 years older than she was. And I was starting to question if I had touched half the lives that she had in 23 years. Wow. And so when I thought back on on that, I think that was the place where I really started to understand, you know, how God works with purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't and haven't veered away from it here and there because I have and had to quickly get back. But that's the part that I'm grateful for is that he did allow me to get back before it was too late and not have a chance to do so. That's beautiful. I mean, ooh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I know that there, there are people that are, that are just really going through it. And um, I, I think that's a powerful way. I mean, the way you best describe it is you, you still celebrate her life. And that's, that's beautiful. I know. I mean, now I don't want to put you on the spot, but I am. I'd love to hear a little snippet of the poem that you mentioned. <laughs> oh, sure. Let Do me, you want let to me share? find it. I have to find it. Uh, let's see. I know. I sometimes. Um, I'll start writing in like a journal and 
I'm not like trying to make it rhyme or anything. And then it turns out like, oh, this would be a really good poem. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and, and what I'd, I'd really like to say to people that may even do that is put your thoughts on paper. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes um, you may not have anybody to hear what you have to say. But when you write, you're actually speaking. You're just not speaking out loud. And right. those are our thoughts. And the word of God says that he knows us even down to the very hairs on our head. And even before our very thoughts enter our mind. So it's like maybe you're not speaking to a physical person. But mm -hmm. you're definitely expressing yourself to him. And I, I think who better to express yourself to. Exactly. Okay, so um, this this poem is actually called Butterfly, and there's a, a background on Butterfly. My daughter called me her Butterfly because um, over the years I was a single parent with my three children for a very good part of their lives, and she always encouraged me to, you know, to go to college. She encouraged me to change the job when I was working one job and wanted to be closer to them. It was just, she was always my encouragement, but she saw, she said that, um, she saw me as a butterfly because when I did transform, then I transform into somebody that she wanted to be like, and that's, that's oh a mother's God. dream, yes. you know, is for their daughter to, to see you as somebody that they want to be like. So so it's called a butterfly. I remember the question, how can you do this on your special day? And I remember my response, it shouldn't be any other way. So now as I count down to the day, I celebrate my birth. I can't help but remember the first day your smile met us here on earth. You were small and cuddly with a handful of curly black hair. I remember mama calling your skin color chocolate but not too fair. It was quite close to Christmas, so we did not tell others who would come. We wanted to wait until all of them had arrived at our home. So we dressed you in a pink ruffle dress and on a pillow you did lay. With your little bottom in the air and coos were all you did say. As they all arrived at Mama's and looked upon their bed, they thought you were a little doll until you moved your little black head. So I smile as I remember the joy you brought into my life. You were not a problem child and you didn't cause me any strife. You were a blessing to so many and they came to see you on your final day. Again, it was a celebration because I refused to have it any other way. It has not been that easy and some days I do still cry. But each time I let a teardrop fall, the father above wipes it from my eyes. I regain my strength when I remember certain little things that you said that always help to keep me going and always to keep my head. So I write this piece of poetry just to let you know that I love you so. I realize you couldn't stay here with us because God said, Butterfly, it's time for you to go. Oh my goodness. Oh boy, that gave me chills. Wow, uh -huh. beautiful, Thank beautiful. You. Thank you. Oh so my much. goodness. And your 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 voice—it's just so warm and so comforting. 
I, I can tell, I mean, she was really blessed to have you for the time. I, I honestly, I feel like I was the one who was blessed. Oh um, my goodness. I really, really do. Because again, there were times when I had to remember she was the daughter and I was the mama. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, a woman, a young woman, well beyond her years. Yeah. Um, but she, she helped me to refocus, you know, and even when I think about it now, um, because I know that she would want me to keep moving forward and doing, you know, what God wants me to do. Because like I said, she was licensed minister, woman of God. And that was one thing she believed was, you know, doing what God purposed for you in life. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, do you ever feel like, do you question yourself at all? Do you feel like, okay, maybe I can't do this? Like what's all the time. Okay. (laughs) So is it, is it your daughter though? That's your, your main motivator and, and really pushing you. Like, you know, she would be happy if you were to tap into all of your purpose and all of your creativity. I would have to say all three of my children, okay, um, them and even um, total children. I have eight. Um, I was blessed to have five more when I got married in 2015. And I don't know. It's like I, I want to I want them to see me as someone who is walking in the way that's headed in the right direction. Um, And ironically, my, one of my stepdaughters, her name is Shay. And we called my daughter Shay, although her name was Rosicia. And um, my stepdaughter, it's, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but um, the interesting part of that is that uh, she has a lot of the same qualities that my, my daughter Rosicia does. And so it's almost like God gave me another opportunity, you know, not saying that she's replacing my daughter, yeah. but it's like he gave me another opportunity to have a relationship uh, with my daughter. My sons, oh my gosh, talk about protectors, guardians. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They, they are, they are something else, you know? Mama, are you home? You know it's late. <laughs> yeah. You know, where are you going? If they text me and my car responds and says I'm driving and it's too late at night or what they consider to be too late at night, you know, they're calling, where are you going? You know, where are you on your way to? Are you on your way home? And stuff like that. So, it, it you know, I, I think all of my children have really boosted me and, you know, made me see that what I do it's seeds and I have to be careful of what type of seeds I plant because even if I'm not the one who harvests those seeds, mm-hmm. they will be. And I don't want them harvesting negativity. I don't want them harvesting uh, failure. I don't want them harvesting um, hardships that they don't have to go through. Uh, because I do know, I, you know, I, I accept the fact that God allows us to go through some things to build us up, to build our strength uh, mm-hmm. and our faith. But I don't want them to have to go through a lot of senseless things 
because of the decisions that they made based on what they saw when they were being raised, you know, growing up. And so I would have to say all of them, yeah, you know, have given me that, that encouragement and that, um, that little extra push to keep going and to keep moving forward. Oh my goodness. Well, that's beautiful. I definitely want you to share how we can uh, purchase your book. And I, I'm actually really excited. I, I want to buy some copies and bless some of our listeners. And wow. we just want to spread the love. You know, I think that's that this awesome. Is just Thank beautiful. you so much. Yes, yes. It's my pleasure. How can we purchase your book? So um, right now, okay, there, there are two ways you can purchase it. Um, the first way, of course, is the easy way. You can go to Amazon and purchase directly off of Amazon. And it is under the name Distracted by Attractions, author's name Carol with an E, C-A-R-O-L-E Jackson. Um, and it is available in both paperback and Kindle. And if you have Kindle Unlimited, it is actually a free download. Um, so nice. I often encourage people to take advantage of that because that's how I've increased my reading um, is by being a Kindle Unlimited member. Not that I'm advertising for them or anything like that, but it's really great to have. Mm -hmm. um, the second way is by uh, contacting me on Facebook. And my Facebook name is Author carol s jackson and when you purchase directly through me i actually include a signed copy of the book in addition to a signed picture so Aww, it's like you're getting nice. two for one um with the um when you order directly for me so um either way is fine i'm not you know i'm not choosy i just want people to to hear what I have had to say and what I've had an opportunity to put down on paper. And um, so either way works for me, absolutely works for me. That sounds good. And um, I hear you've made your way to Clubhouse. Yes, oh my <laughs> gosh, I did. Um, I actually got an invite to Clubhouse uh, at the end of May and I never really messed with it. But a few nights ago, um, I want to say it was, um, I don't know, maybe about three or four nights ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to see what this Clubhouse thing is about. And I, I got on Clubhouse and got into the House of Creativity. And oh my goodness, mm -hmm. <laughs> I had an opportunity to actually read for the House of Creativity. And it was amazing oh my gosh um monique lisa oh my goodness and all of the other poets and everyone that was there they gave me feedback and it was just really exciting and from that i've connected with some other really awesome poets that i know there's no way i would have connected with had mm -hmm. i not taken the leap and you know went ahead and, and accepted the invite and actually set up my profile and the whole nine. Um, but it was a pretty amazing experience. And um, since then, I've had a chance to be in a couple of the other rooms, listening to some of their techniques, some of their writing skills, 
and just different pointers and everything. So I'm really looking forward to doing more networking. I'm, I'm getting as much information as I can so that I can eventually start my own room under oh, one yes. of um, the clubs. So uh, y'all be looking for Miss Carol J on Clubhouse because she's coming with her own room and going to be inviting people in to come read and have some camaraderie with me and some other poets. Yes, yes. And for those um, that are listening, Clubhouse is a drop-in audio app. And it's just really opened the door for so many people to be heard and to to network and build relationships, um, you know, with people all over the world. And so I, I'm glad that you had that opportunity, Carol. How did it feel to just, you know, share your work and get that positive feedback? How did that feel? It was it was off the charts. I mean, it was really, really off the charts because, I mean, again, these are some of them. This is what they do for a living. And, and mm -hmm. that's what I aspire to be someday. You know, the one who gets a chance to go to the high schools and talks to the girls or has the women's group that does the book study or the, you know, the book club talking about the poetry pieces and distracted by attractions or any of my other future books. And I'm, I'm naming and claiming that in advance. Um, that's what, that's what I hope to be able to do someday. And, you know, I got my first review on Amazon and the person that reviewed it, they said that it was like, reading Psalms and Proverbs all over again. So when you get that yeah. kind of feedback, man, oh my gosh, you know, you, I guess you, you have to be a creative to really understand what yeah. that means because, yeah. you know, yeah, it was, it was off the charts. It was off oh, the charts. Oh, that's beautiful. Sometimes all it takes is one, right? You yes. know, this whole show is, I mean, we want to help creatives get out of their head and into their passion. And sometimes a bad review is, it can really get you stuck, right? It yes. can get you stuck in your head. It can make you doubt yourself and feel like, oh, am I putting out good work? And so I know that must feel really good. So I, I'm it, really it proud was. of you and I'm excited for what's to come. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's um, I mean, it's an amazing feeling. And, you know, something you, you just said about that negative. Um, I can remember being in high school, my junior year of high school. I was actually pregnant with my daughter. I was a teenage mom. And I can remember um, overhearing two teachers talking about how I wouldn't graduate from high school. Wow. And some people would see that as being negative. And while, you know, in the true definition of the word negative, it really was, that was my, that was one of my pushes, mm, you know, that yeah. catapulted me into a lot of things that I went on to do. No, I didn't graduate college right out of high school. You know, I was a teenage mom. Uh, I'm a divorcee. I've been divorced several times before, you know, I, all of that. I have the history, mm -hmm. but you know, I've continued to push because I knew, I know that there's something more that God is doing in me, with me and through me, not just for me, but for somebody else using me. And so now that I actually have accepted that, I've seen the fruit of it. 
you know? Yes. And so I move forward. (laughs) Wow. Well, I just want to just thank you. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. This is a safe space here. This is a show where you don't just find your voice, but you can be the voice. And I love you it. are. Okay. You are the voice. I love and, it. I love it. <laughs> so thank you for sharing your gifts with us today. And Absolutely. you always have a spot here. All right. Well, hey, you can have me back anytime. Anytime. Yes. Yes. Well, until next time. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to follow me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And remember, you are the voice.